afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. Woke Harvard strikes back as 100 faculty members sign anti-Israel letter. But it's not just Woke Harvard. Woke Disney strikes back as they issue pronoun pins for their janitorial staff. And it's not just Disney. A national counseling organization and their wokeness is also striking back as they push transgender ideology on mental health professionals. All the while, another detransitioner is coming out with a lawsuit against those that performed these heinous acts upon her. Uh, we We have a lot to cover today. We're going to get at it. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, first on the docket, uh, Woke Harvard, uh, Woke Harvard strikes back. I am holding an article here just uh, yesterday, I think, maybe the day before, at least 100 Harvard University faculty members signed on to a letter defending the pro-Palestinian slogan, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free despite the fact that it is widely recognized as promoting the destruction of the state of Israel and the genocide of the Jewish people living there. Uh, and you've, you've heard this slogan. It, you know, it's, it, it's cloaked in this idea of freedom for the Palestinians uh, on the surface. But in reality... It's calling for the genocide of the Jewish people that also live there. It's calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. Uh, Let's wipe them off the map. Because that's the stated goal of Hamas. You know, Israel has to go. They cannot exist. They cannot live. They have to go. At least 100 Harvardy, uh, Harvardy. (laughs) Harvard University faculty members have signed on here defending this slogan. The letter, which was published via Medium.com, was written as a response to Harvard University President Claudine Gay's November 9 memo titled Combating Anti-Semitism and suggested that the school was siding with Israel out of fear that they might lose donors. Well, they, they are losing donors. Uh, and so these these university professors have come out and they're calling out Claudine Gay in her memo, uh, you know, saying she's a coward. You're a coward. You're just doing this for the money. Uh, this this was posted on Twitter by John uh, Hasten. The letter calls for Harvard to create, quote, an advisory group on Islamophobia and anti-Palestinian and anti-Arab racism. The letter is a response to Harvard President Gay's letter, quote, combating anti-Semitism. So if we're going to combat anti-Semitism, we have to combat Islamophobia. We have to combat anti-Arab racism. We have to combat anti-Palestinian racism. Quote, uh, the, the letter begins this way. As Harvard faculty, we have been astonished by the pressure from donors, alumni, 
and even some on this campus to silence faculty, students, and staff critical of the actions of the state of Israel. I don't even know where to begin. The letter continues, It is important to acknowledge the patronizing tone and format of much of the criticism you have received, as well as the outright racism contained in some of it. Uh, mm, unprovoked? Uh, this this Hamas attack was unprovoked. They, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna slaughter innocent children. Uh, you know, moms, dads, grandparents. Uh, you know, before they behead them, though, they're going to rape them, and, and then they're gonna kill them. Uh, this is. Mm, this is this is unfortunate that 100 Harvard University faculty members are are taking this this stand. It continues. We were nevertheless profoundly dismayed by your November 9 message. So this is you know talking directly to the president, entitled "Combating Anti-Semitism." The university's commitment to intellectual freedom and open dialogue seems to be giving way to something else entirely, a model of education in which the meaning of terms once eligible for interpretation is prescribed from above by a committee whose work was on Tuesday described to the faculty as only beginning. The letter continued. So... This group of faculty members are upset that Harvard is, or at least the administration of Harvard is, quote, um, changing the meaning of terms. <laughs> when that, in fact, that's that's what the left does. They they change the meaning of terms. They they change the definition of words, or they they take words and then they. They utilize them in the exact opposite meaning of their definition, such as diversity, equity, inclusion, anti-racism. You know, when they say anti-racism, do they mean racism? We have to teach our kids how to be anti-racist by being more racist. And so they're complaining that the administration of, of Harvard is developing a model of education in which the meaning of terms once eligible for interpretation is now prescribed from above by a committee whose work was stated to be only the beginning. They then went on to defend the use of the oft-repeated slogan from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Instead of recognizing its roots and calls to replace the state of Israel with a free Palestine that stretched from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, they simply wrote the slogan off as, quote, complicated and used the Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry approved casualty numbers to suggest that Israel was guilty of genocide. The Hamas-controlled Gaza Health Ministry and their approved ca casualty numbers. I don't know that you can believe anything that's coming out of the mouths of terrorists. But, you know, these 100 faculty members at Harvard have all said, yeah, mm -hmm. we, we believe the terrorists. 
We side with the terrorists. Is this what Harvard has become? Have we has Harvard finally reached the the basement? Have they finally hit the toilet? Harvard is no longer the 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 bastion of of American education that it once was. It is now the bastion of of Marxist education, of terrorist education. Similarly, the phrase from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, has a long and complicated history, the letter says. Its interpretation deserves and is receiving sustained and ongoing inquiry and debate. Singling it out as necessarily implying removalism or even eliminationism, when over a million Palestinians have been forced from their homes and over 10,000 civilians, including 4,000 children, have been slain in Gaza, actions which the Holocaust historian Omar Bartov suggests in the New York Times may amount to a crime against humanity, being executed with genocidal intent, is imprudent as a matter of university policy and badly misjudged as an act of moral leadership. At the time that this article was published, 102 members of Harvard's faculty had signed off on the letter. I wonder if we'll know who these faculty members are. Uh, I, I wonder if they're. Um, Wonder if their names are going to be made public. Uh, they are of the opinion that the phrase "from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free" is complicated. It has a long and complicated history, and it, and it deserves uh, an ongoing uh, inquiry and debate. It it deserves this this arena of debate that we must talk about it and discuss it. If we just point it out as as implying that we want the state of Israel removed or eliminated, well, I mean that's just that's imprudent as a matter of university policy and badly misjudged as an act of moral leadership because over over a million Palestinians have been forced from their homes including 4000 children. They've been slain in Gaza. And these these actions also amount to a holocaust of their own. That's that's what they're. That's the implication here. So, from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free. Does indeed imply elimination. It implies removal. It implies that the state of Israel be wiped out. And these Harvard faculty members are saying that's okay. That the phrase must be defended. Uh, you know, in retaliation to Palestinians being forced from their homes, in retaliation to uh, children being slain in, in the streets of Gaza? Do, do they, I mean, are they aware that it's it's Hamas that is using the Palestinians as, as human shields? Are they aware that it's Hamas that wouldn't let the people evacuate from Gaza? Are the are the woke Harvard professors aware that it was the Israeli army that created a corridor for, for people to escape? 
And are they aware that it was Hamas who who did the attacking first? Are, are they are they awake? Is Harvard even awake anymore? Woke Harvard is not awake. And these uh, these you know hundred plus professors are uh, they're confused. They I, I don't even I don't even know. This is so disappointing. It, it, it's disappointing from from the standpoint that this university was once great. It was once um, regaled as one of the, the the finest academic institutions in the world, and it has become a shadow, a, a fleeting shadow of its former self. I mean, I don't even think it's a shadow anymore. It's a skeleton of its former self. It's it's withered. It's atrophied. It is a, a corpse of its former self. But it's pushing back. Woke Harvard and these woke professors push back because, you know, uh, they're they're not woke enough, and they haven't had enough time to to share their message. They need to indoctrinate more kids. More kids at Harvard need to be indoctrinated. They need to be taught that um, that Hamas, you know, they're not as bad as, as as it seems. I mean, don't believe all the press about Hamas. They're not as bad as it, as, as people are making them out to be. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're just retaliating against what's happening to them. That's all. That's all that's happening here. And they're offended that uh, President Gay is trying to combat anti-Semitism. And, and they're now saying, you know, when are we going to have some, uh, you know, some talk about combating uh, anti, what's the, what's the language that they say here? Anti-Arab, oh, oh yeah, anti Palestinian and anti-Arab racism, and when are we going to start uh, comment or uh, combating against Islamophobia? We are calling for the creation of an advisory group on Islamophobia. Yeah, we need to form a group, and we need to talk about the Islamophobia. We don't need to talk about the anti-Semitism that's happening. No, let's talk about the anti-Arab racism. Uh, you know, forget combating anti-Semitism. We're not talking about the other side enough. Uh, this is this is sad to me. It's it's sad that that we've hit this point that woke Harvard, you know, decides that they want to push back. And I, you know, I've got an article here. You know, woke Disney is is pushing back. It's on a different issue. I mean, it's not, it's not the issue of of Hamas and Palestine and and Israel. But you know, they you know, woke Disney wants to issue pronoun pins for their janitorial staff. Uh, sources claim that Disney World is offering pronoun pins to their employees in its latest act of blatant virtue signaling, or or, or pushing back, or rising up. The woke is rising up. The woke doesn't enjoy being being shut down. The woke, the, the 
the woke is not happy that billionaires are responding to Harvard and responding to Columbia and telling them, you better get your act together. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my, my billions. You know, the woke is not happy that these top law firms are sending out these letters to these top law schools saying, you better stop producing anti-Semites. And the, and the woke isn't happy that high school students are standing up in mass and just, you know, walking out of class because of, of you know, bathroom issues being forced upon them. The woke isn't happy about this. No, they're, they're not happy about parents rising up and demanding parental rights and demanding that they be informed when their their children are are talking about transitioning to the other gender. Now, the woke isn't happy about, about parents combating this. The woke isn't happy about common sense rising up, and the woke is going to push back. Uh, you know, remember when the empires, you know, struck back? Remember when, when, when Darth Vader, you know, the empire strikes back, and at the end he puts, you know, Han Solo in this... And this freeze chamber, this, I don't know, you know, freezes him. And we all think it's the end because the empire has to strike back. Now, the, the woke isn't just going to roll over and they're not just going to let us, you know, waltz in and have our country back. It just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work like that. It's not that smooth. <laughs> it's not that, it's not that easy. And the woke is going to strike back. All right. We will get into it more on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. 
My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We're happy to have you on board. You can find us here at americaoutloud.news, Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. You can listen to us live by downloading the America Out Loud Talk Radio app. It's a fantastic app. Or you can listen to us on iHeartRadio. Uh, or, you know, all shows go to podcast the next day, so you can find us on all the podcast networks. We are happy to have you on board. We're talking about wokeism striking back. And uh, we commented on an article that came out yesterday or maybe the day before from Virginia Cruda. And she's commenting on at least 100, over 100 at, at the time she published the article, over 100 Harvard University faculty members had signed a letter uh, basically uh, defending uh, Palestine. Uh, and, you know, at this point, I, I think we, you know, and we have drawn this distinction that the Palestinian people are, are, the, are the, they're just as much as victims as the uh, Israeli people because Hamas is the enemy. Hamas is the terrorist organization, but Hamas controls Palestine. Um, you know, when we say we are pro-Israel, I think you can be pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian people simultaneously. I mean, you're basically pro-humanity. Uh, your enemy is Hamas. Your enemy is terrorism. Your your enemy is this idea of the destruction of anybody. And this slogan, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is rooted in the destruction of Israelis, completely removing the state of Israel from the map. And you've got you know, these Harvard professors, these faculty members signing a letter that says, ah, I mean, it's okay, we have to have a debate about that. I mean, yeah, all right. I mean, there's some discussion. Uh, but, 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 you know, Palestinian people are being removed as well. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the discussion, but it's it's all due to Hamas. And, you know, so they're, they're again, they're attempting to take over the narrative of what's actually happening. What's actually happening is evil terrorists are trying to kill people. You know, but Rashida Tlaib and these and these wokes at Harvard are trying to make the debate between Israelis and Palestinians. That's not the debate. That's not the battle. That's not the fight. The fight isn't between Israeli people and Palestinian people. The fight is between Hamas and Israelis and Palestinian people. You know, from my perspective, I see the Israelis and the Palestinian people on the same side. None of them want Hamas. You know, but you have these woke professors that just 
yeah, you know, want to push back against truth. And that, and that's and that's what woke wokeism does. It pushes back against truth to introduce a lie. Which in the past I've said it just sounds and feels demonic. I mean, Satan is the father of lies. You know, Jesus called the Pharisees out, and you know, he said, "Your father, the the, the devil." I mean, you guys speak lies. That's the only language he knows to speak. Um, and that's what wokeism does. It just speaks lies. None of it's true. It's all a, a, a bunch of filth, untruth, lies. Uh, Amanda Harding is writing this article entitled Disney World Theme Park Will Issue Pronoun Pins to Janitorial Staff. Her sources claim that Disney World is offering pronoun pins to their employees in its latest act of blatant virtue signaling. All right. I mean, you can call it virtue sig signaling. I would say in their latest act of blatant uh, lies, their latest act of blatantly lying to their customer base. Multiple employees at the theme park spoke anonymously with the Daily Caller. Oh, they probably don't want to lose their jobs. Can you keep our name out of it? You know what? If you work at Disney, do you want to keep your job? All right. I mean, at some point, don't you just want to say who you are? Just come out. I mean, all right. I'm not in their shoes. I get it. I mean, everybody wants to work. I mean, I just some point your values have to have to trump the almighty dollar don't they uh, all right so anonymously these employees are speaking with the daily caller about a new DEI initiative that will begin with janitors who work in the Florida theme park and then roll it out to other disney employees so it's beginning with the janitors and it's a new diversity equity and inclusion initiative notice that the diversity, equity, and inclusion always has to, to, to deal with homosexuality. It, it's always centered around homosexuality because we're not diverse enough. We need more homosexuality. We're not equitable enough. Uh, you know, we gotta we gotta provide equity to homosexuality, which is to say we have to we have to attach some value to it. You know, the American people don't don't see the value in it. We have to we have to make them feel included that we're not inclusive enough. We don't include uh, homosexuality enough. It's just too much on the fringes. It's got to become more mainstream. That's what DEI is. It's ultimately about making homosexuality mainstream. It's about shoving it down our throats. And it begins with our kids. I mean, that's why it's happening at Disney because you know, kids and Disney. You know, they're they're the the two are synonymous, uh, and 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 that's what we find ourselves dealing with here is that DEI ultimately wants to shove homosexuality down the throats of Americans, making it mainstream, and it's not mainstream. But it, you know, if you look at uh, you know, we were we listened to an interview a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Paul Bet David was 
um, you know, speaking to somebody and, and he was dropping these stats of the various generations and, and where they are in terms of, of homosexuality. And um, the, the greatest generation, I, I think there's like point, you know, less than 1%. It's like, you know, 0.08 or something like that. Well, this generation that we're currently in, and these kids are like 20, 21, 22%. Because it has been rammed down their throat so much, this attempt to normalize it, uh, this uh, 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 this attempt to demarginalize it, this attempt to make it part of the mainstream, has proven to be successful at least with this generation. You know, but you see it happening uh, as young as kindergarten. I mean, they're bringing it into our schools at such a young age. You know, that of course it's going to become mainstream. You know, they bring in this gender unicorn and all of a sudden, hey, everything is, you know, it's all fun and games. And the gender unicorn, you know, tells you how how gender is fluid and you can be whatever you want. And and these impressionable children uh, are are listening to the adults who are teaching them things. I mean, you know, the the adults are, you know, they know what they're talking about. I mean, they're teachers. They're, of course, the kids are going to believe it. Well, if I feel this way, maybe I, I mean, maybe I am the wrong gender. You know, maybe God did make a mistake, and and this is this is what it's come to. Uh, you know, but but the population as a whole, it is it it's not mainstream yet. Not not in the entire population. With this generation, yes, it's becoming mainstream. But when you when you take everybody, it's a small percentage of people. Homosexuality is a small percentage of people. But I mean, we we all know somebody. I'm sure you know more than one somebody. Um, and and that's you know due to the success of their marketing efforts, and and Disney's a part of it. And you know, starting with with the janitorial staff, let's um, let's roll this DEI initiative out, you know, and let's let's let them wear pronoun pins. Uh, a photo shared by the sources, uh, Amanda Harding's sources here in this article, showed that theme park and Epcot employees can fill out a form with their preferred pronouns to have them added to their name badge simply by scanning a QR code. Hi, everyone. We are excited to introduce pronoun name tags in our area, the form says. Pronoun name tags help us understand each other more and bring a positive impact within our community. Uh, I mean, I don't think they help you understand people more. I mean, they help with the idea of, of using grammatically incorrect terms. I mean, they help with the idea of, again, taking over a word and turning it into something it isn't. And if you can use whatever pronoun you want, uh, the potential there of you taking over a word and turning in it into something that it isn't is, you know, that probability is high. I mean, if I'm going to refer to myself as a she, then I am I'm redefining the word she and turning it into something that it isn't. And it's the control of the narrative. We're just not playing that game anymore. Uh, I'm, we're not doing it. I mean, you may think you're a she, 
but don't compel me, you know, don't force compelled speech on me. Don't make me refer to you as a she, because I'm not, I'm not playing this narrative game. It's, you know, I, I mean, we're, we're not in pretend world. We're adults. I'm not going to pretend that you're a she when in actuality you're a he or vice versa. And I shouldn't expect you to pretend that I'm a she. I mean, be what you want. I don't care. Uh, I mean, if you want to destroy your life, go right ahead. I mean, if you want to look like a buffoon and run around in, you know, and whatever garb you want to run around in, then that's your business. That's your buffoonery. But don't shove that buffoonery down my throat and the throats of my kids. You know, don't don't kick down the doors of our schools and demand that the gender unicorn teach us that, you know, gender is fluid. You can be whatever 157 genders you want to be. You know, don't kick down the doors of the school and say, we're going to teach your kids lies and you're going to like it without us, you know, standing up to it. And, you know, we're upset about what's happening at Disney. You know, Disney, like like Harvard, Disney is a shadow of its former self. And it's now, like Harvard, it's not even that. It's a corpse. It's just a bag of bones of its former self. Uh, the outlet noted in this article that pronoun pins are still being used voluntarily. Uh, I mean, it's still a voluntary thing. Okay, you know, we're not forcing it on you yet. Yet. Eventually, though, my prediction is everybody at Disney will have a pronoun pin. Uh, I'm he, him. I'm she, her. I'm, I'm, I'm they, them. I mean, that's that to me, that's the worst. What what they? I mean, there's more of you. Uh, I mean, that just feels uh it feels like you know, this deep-throated voice is gonna come out and, and say they are legion because we are many. Uh, you know, it, it, don't you get that feel to it? That legion is lurking about. I mean, it just uh I mean, none of it is good. Uh, None of it is good. What is happening at Disney and at Harvard? None of it is good. This was hardly the first leftist initiative introduced into Disney theme parks. In May, and you guys might remember this, in May, a video of a male employee in a dress welcoming small children into the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique at Disneyland in California went viral with many people expressing their outrage online. And sometimes it's fun just to, you know, to look at people's comments online because it becomes, I don't know, comedic. It kind of gives you an opportunity to uh, to just realize the insanity. This is insane, one Twitter user wrote. Uh, absolutely grooming. That is a moment for little girls. Mustache has no business there. Another user agreed. It's true. Mustache has no business there. Mustache needs to go down to the local pub and just hang out there. Mustache has no business being in a dress, welcoming little children, little girls to the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Uh, Another user said Disney is just an LGBT activist organization at this point. And that's, I mean, that's true. Can you disagree with that? Another user said, any sane company would have backed down by now. 
Disney keeps doubling down because it would rather engage in political activism than return value. And someone else said, it's just disturbing and sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. Uh, all of that. But woke Disney continues to strike back. They continue to push back. I mean, doubling down is exactly what they're doing. Uh, we haven't lost enough profits. <laughs> we haven't lost enough people leaving our subscription service. We need to lose more. Let's double down. In August, more images of different male Disney employees wearing dresses were shared by libs of TikTok. Disney has men dressed as women wearing dresses, greeting children at some of their attractions, the libs of TikTok wrote in their ex-post. Received both of these this week from disturbed visitors. So, you know, people are there and they're taking pictures and their comments are like, ah, why? Well, my question to you people is, why are you there? You stop going. You stop going to Disney. I mean, when I'm to the point now where if I know someone that's going to Disney, I'm just going to say to them, why are you doing this? You're stupid. Why do you give your money to this filth, to this organization that's just, it's not what it once was. It's not the Disney that we grew up in. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe we just were unaware. Disney Parks updated its uniform policy in 2021 to allow employees or as they're referred to as in the, in the park, quote, cast members, to wear gendered clothing of their preference, regardless of their biological sex. Inclusion is essential to our culture and leads us forward as we continue to realize our rich legacy of engaging storytelling, exceptional service, and Disney magic. That's what the statement about the policy change uh, said in part. You know, Disney magic is no more. It no longer exists. And just like I'm, I'm, I've been employing parents, stop sending your kids to Woke Harvard. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing here. Stop taking vacations to Disney. Just stop it. Um, j- just be done. Because as long as we continue to feed them our money, they're going to keep pushing back and shoving this, this garbage down our throats. All right, we're up against the break. We will pick this up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse 
detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. We're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and I hope everyone is feeling well out there. I hope your health is, is right where it should be. Flu season is it's coming up on us kids. And you know, I've been encouraged, I've been encouraging you for weeks now to go to AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25 when you are purchasing the Cofix throat and nasal spray to get 25% off. That, by the way, is a stellar deal. Uh, but the, but the nasal and throat spray is just, it's got to be part of your regimen. When we are coming into flu season, the way we are, uh, I that's just it's it's my non medical recommendation, purely anecdotal, uh, purely anecdotal. But it has bailed me out twice, twice this year. And uh, you know, I'm around kids all day long. That's that's my life. My life is just you know, I'm around kids, and I, I just I need it. I need the Cofix. And, you know, you might not be around kids, but I promise you the Cofix nasal spray and the throat spray is going to aid you in your fight against uh, against everything that's going to come against you during flu season. So uh, go after it and let me know how it goes for you. Uh, you know, send me an email and say, hey, you know, I like it or I didn't or just, you know, whatever. Let me know. I'm interested. I do read the emails. I, I enjoy hearing from you and I hear from a lot of you. Uh, I enjoy your comments. Uh, they're interesting. Some of them are very enlightening, and I just I appreciate uh, the conversation. You know, sometimes questions will come in. Sometimes people will say, "Hey, can you help me with this or help me with with that?" And I'm available. Uh, you know, use me as a resource if you have homeschooling questions or you know how do you escape the clutches of public school? What do you you know? school board questions, you know, how do you, how do you run? How do you form a campaign? I mean, uh, I don't have all the answers, you know, but I know people and, and we can put our heads together and we can get things figured out. So, uh, you know, feel free to shoot me an email. It is Dean. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> oh man, I forgot the email. Hang on. I will, I will, uh, uh, I'll I'll come up with the email dean.list at protonmail.com. How do you forget your own email? Uh the dean.list at protonmail.com or uh you know on americaoutloud.news you can click the email link. Um and uh, or also you know you can email right there at you can reach out the contact right there at America Out Loud. They will send me uh the emails and the questions if you send them to America Out Loud also. I, I will get them. I will see them. So uh, keep them coming. I do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening. We are happy to have you on board. And we're talking about wokeism pushing back. Uh, woke Harvard pushing back. Woke Disney pushing back. They're not just going to roll over uh, without a fight. Wokeism isn't going to just roll over without a fight. 
I'm holding another article here entitled National Counseling Organizations Push Transgender Ideology on Mental Health Professionals in Schools. And the wokeism just continues. Prominent mental health organizations. This is this article is from Spencer Lindquist. And this is also uh, yesterday. Maybe this is the day before. Prominent mental health organizations have come out in support of transgender ideology, demanding that counselors affirm feelings of gender dysphoria in patients and advocate for policies that push transgenderism in schools. So it's it's all about uh, affirming. We must affirm the way that they feel, and we we must let them know that this is normal. Let's let's keep the process going. You must uh, you must continue this. Yeah, but why is it that you know we're not we're not telling counselors to affirm you know bulimia or or affirm anorexia or affirm any other mental disorder? Because I promise you, it's a it's a mental disorder, and, and I'm not trying to be mean by saying that. Oh, Dean, you're so mean. How do you, how can you say it's a mental disorder? No, I'm 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 not being mean. I'm just being factual. Uh, I'm just being honest. I mean, straight up the truth. It is a mental disorder. Uh, I mean, what if I wanted to identify as as a you know an amputee or a one-armed man. What if I identified, I just feel like a one-armed man and I went and had my arm chopped off so I could be a one-armed man. I mean, wouldn't you say that there was something mentally wrong and you would be right? I mean, what's the difference? I feel like a girl. I should have my penis chopped off. I mean, what, can you tell me the, the difference? Oh, mm-mm. The American School Counselors Association, which reports a membership of 43,000 counselors and has certified trainers across the country, is demanding that school counselors promote affirmation for those who identify as transgender. The American School Counselor Association needs to be shut down. It needs to be shuttered. Just, Just close it down. It is no longer a counselor association. It's an indoctrination association. They need to change their acronym to ASIA, the American School Indoctrination Association. They're indoctrinators. They're not counselors. I mean, when you're telling these, you know, counselors that they have to affirm a mental disorder. Nope, you are no longer counseling, my friends, but they're pushing back. Woke's going to push back. Quote, schools should make every effort to use students' chosen affirmed names on student records, even if a legal name change has not been made. That was a statement from the organization uh, before saying that individual staff members should also use students' affirmed names. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, schools should make every effort to use students' chosen or affirmed names on students. You know, if they want to be called Janie, call them Janie. If they want to be called, you know, Johnny wants to be a she, well, we should do that. It's for their health. It's, um, you know, we should, we should, we should do whatever they want to do. 
I mean, are we gonna uh, are we gonna carry this same logic on everything? I mean, if they want to kick a hole in a locker, you know, to relieve some stress, should we let that happen? If they want to punch a hole in some drywall somewhere to relieve some stress, are we going to let that happen? I mean, let's say they want to relieve some stress and they want to light a garbage can on fire. I mean, are we okay with that? Are we just going to, I mean, they want to do it. We should let him do it. I mean, he wants to be called Janie. We should let him be called Janie and we should affirm him. I mean, we should affirm Johnny if he wants to light a garbage can on fire. As a matter of fact, we should have the the, the you know taxpayers fund matches or, or or better yet big lighters. Let's have them fund big lighters. Let's get those long lighter sticks so they won't burn themselves. Let's have taxpayer money fund that, and then we'll have taxpayers you know fund new garbage cans so we can burn them as well. The the, the logic here is. Well, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, the organization, which hosts professional development events attended by thousands of counselors, goes on to push for policies that allow boys to have access to girls' bathrooms and locker rooms. Quote, students have the right to use restrooms and locker rooms matching their gender identity. No, no, I'm sorry. They don't have that right. Uh-uh. They don't have a right to use a locker room or a shower room that matches their chosen identity. No, that's stupidity. And uh, we're just enabling a generation to do whatever they want to do. Uh, this, mm, this just, this makes me angry. I just, yeah. <laughs> are you as angry as I am? <laughs> I don't think I can keep reading this article. I'm so mad. But yet I'm going to. Another document from the organization titled School Counselors and LGBTQ Plus Youth tells counselors to support an inclusive curriculum at all grade levels and promote policies that effectively reduce the use of offensive language. Ah, support inclusive curriculum at all grade levels. So beginning at kindergarten and preschool, make sure we tell all the children that uh, homosexuality is normal and it should be in, included as, as part of just, you know, everyday life. You know, we're going to get it into more cartoons. We're going to get it into more Netflix shows. Um, we're going to talk about it more, you know, in school, you know, we're just going to make it normal. So we're going to make these kids know that, Hey, I mean, you, I mean, it's fine. It I mean, it's all good. If you want to be a boy, then be a boy, even though you're a girl and you know, it's fine. I mean, we're, we're, this is normal. It's normal to feel this way. It's normal to want to, you know, chop off your penis. It's, it's fine. Go ahead. I mean, castration is is a normal thing. I mean, everybody does it. I mean, everybody's getting castrated. So, you know, oh, help us. School counselors are being trained to only affirm students' transgender identities, regardless of co-occurring mental health issues and often behind the backs of loving parents. This is a quote from January Littlejohn. She is a parent advocate for Do No Harm. And we love this group, Do No Harm. I mean, we've talked about these guys in the past, and they are on the front lines and getting it done. Uh, look them up, Google them, support them. 
she continues, this is not in the best interest of the child or the parent-child relationship. Uh, and, and she's absolutely right. Uh-uh. Regardless of co-occurring mental health issues, they are pushing this. Counselors are pushing this, regardless of you know what else is going on. And we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Ratliff, maybe I don't I don't know. I'm going to destroy his name. He was with the American Pediatrics Academy, and he's you know one of the the fellows that that drafted this policy that you know talks about uh, in in pediatric care pushing uh, sex change you know, transitions, just going heavy with it. And I read this article to you of this 14-year-old girl, Isabel, I think was her name. And, you know, she she was sexually assaulted. And, and due to that, she's, you know, having suicidal thoughts. She's depressed. She's anxious. Uh, she goes to the hospital and she has, you know, a one-time consultation with this doctor. I wish I could remember his name. Dean, you'd think you'd remember his name. I mean, you've destroyed him, you know, countless times. Uh, I don't remember his name, though. But in this one-time interview, he, you know, he concludes, hey, she's a candidate for, for transition. I mean, let's go. Let's start pumping her with testosterone. And he does. And in this process, you know, eventually she she cuts it off, but, you know, at the point where it's too late. I mean, she has, you know, vaginal atrophy. She has hair growth everywhere that she can't control. Um, she has, uh, I think one of the other problems she was experiencing was, you know, uh, bone mass loss. You know, her, her bone density is, you know, she's got issues there, but her body is being pumped with a, a hormone that it shouldn't be pumped with. You know, girls should not be pumped with testosterone. I mean, not to the levels this dude was giving her. And it destroyed her life. I mean, I've, you know, I've got another article here where there's a detransitioner who's suing her surgeons. And she's, the headline says, Mourns shall never conceive naturally after she was given a hysterectomy. Um, I mean, this is, this is horrible. What's happening to our kids? I mean, it's absolutely wrong. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to get to the end of this article. I mean, there's just uh, there's just so much here. There's just so much. You know, the woke is uh, the woke is going to fight back, but we have to keep fighting. We have to keep going after it. We have to take over education. We have to take it back. Um, you know, we're coming up to the end of the year and, you know, some of you uh, like to donate at the end of the year. If you're interested in, if you're interested in, in donating uh, to an organization that is fighting back, I would encourage you to, to give to my school, Waterbrook Christian Academy. Uh, if you want to be involved in, in education that is true and rich, and really desires something deep and meaningful for the students. Uh, I mean, you, you can look us up. Uh, we're a nonprofit. It's tax deductible. The website is waterbrookca. 
Org. And on the tab, you, you can click uh, support Waterbrook. It's on one of the tabs and you can see there's secured links there. You know, Giving Tuesday is around the corner, you know, year in donations. Um, you know, a lot of times people are looking for, for good organizations that they want to um, give their, uh, their finances towards, that they want to help along. And if if you are interested in in helping educate the next generation, I mean, it, sure, it's shameless shameless plug. But if you're doing a good work, then um, you know I believe in letting people know because people want to be involved in things that are good. People want to be involved and support uh, th- things that are going to bolster this next generation truth, things that, you know, are this next generation needs to be taught truth and not, you know, not this false garbage of a gender unicorn, not this false garbage where you've got counseling organizations, the American school counselor association, you know, forcing their counselors to affirm a mental disorder. Uh-uh. No, there are organizations out there that truly care about kids, and my school is one of them. And we believe in classically educating the students. We believe in teaching them morality. I mean, we believe in 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 going after the things that are good and the things that are true and the things that are beautiful. And if you are interested in supporting that, I mean, absolutely, you know, support us, waterbrookca.org. You know, you can look at our website, you can see what we're all about, and you can click on the support tab. I know we would uh, love and appreciate it. Love and appreciate it. We, matter of fact, we're looking to to buy some land because the building that we're renting, I mean, it's just, you know, there's not enough space here. We continue to grow. And we're, we're looking to buy some land that, you know, that we can make plans to build. So if you want to be a part of that, you know, feel free, climb on board, be a part of something good and something worthwhile. All right. Uh, that's all the time we have for today, America. I want to thank you for joining us. Encourage your friends and family to get on the deeds list. Let's unite to renovate the age. <laughs>